0: You are listening to The Light of Today with the powerful, life-changing Word of Christ that heals, delivers, transforms, and fills you with the Holy Spirit. Let God's truth burst forth into your heart. Stay tuned to The Light of Today with Chris Palmer. That feeling you have in your stomach is the sensation of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in John seven thirty-seven, Out of your belly... Shall flow rivers of living water. When you worship God. The Holy Spirit inside of you. Responds. That's why it feels like when you're worshiping God. Wells are breaking open. Wells of the prophetic. Wells of revelation. Wells of healing. Wells of revival. Wells of soul winning. Wells of evangelism. When you worship God, they open up. Someone say, Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. Right now. In Jesus' name. Breathe your life into me. Hallelujah. Before you're seated, hug somebody next to you. Tell them the Holy Spirit is here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. If you have your Bible, go with me to Second Peter chapter one. That's good. Second Peter chapter 1 if you have your bible. Second Peter chapter 1. In verse number 8. Second Peter 1 in verse number 8. How many sense this presence of the Lord here this morning. Amen. We have a are very blessed because we're in a season where God is speaking to us, his people Prophetically, and we don't want to miss what God is doing. Hallelujah! Are you going to respond to me today, church? Are you going to make me pull? You're going to respond to me, right? All right. Second Peter chapter one, verse number eight, and this is what it. I'm in First Peter. My God, help me. Second Peter one, verse number eight. This is what it says: For if these things be in you, someone say in you, in you. okay, and abound, they make that you shall neither be barren. Nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, never. (laughs) Someone say, never. Never. Be unfruitful. unfruitful. Look at your neighbor next to you and say, neighbor. Neighbor. God has not called you you to to be unfruitful. When you walk with the Lord, you are to have fruit in your life. Do you believe that? You can tell a Christian by the kind of fruit that they are bearing the world today wants you to believe that all that matters is what you can acclaim for yourself the world wants you to believe that the only thing that matters is what you can accumulate in this life but the moment you receive the Holy Spirit into your life there comes a shift in your paradigm and in your mentality how do you know that you have been saved you know that you have been born again and saved by God because something the moment the spirit came into your life changed about your thinking can anybody testify to this I know that when I got born again life was not about making money do you know how many people spend their days in the struggle of their flesh chasing money how many people go to college and work hard to get A's so that they can get a good job only to get into the field that they want only to later say that they hate their job despite all the money that they're making because they never learn the secret to the kingdom of God and that is life is not about how much money that you can make life is not about what you accumulate to yourself life is about being full of the spirit and bearing fruit not unto yourself but unto God and there are many people that are in this life and they spend it laying up fruit to themselves but this is not the fruit that God is talking about in his word what God is saying in his word is that you never be unfruitful and producing for the kingdom of God can somebody say amen to this this morning when you get the spirit in your life, you become consumed with the thoughts of God and with the kingdom of God and with kingdom work. And so we've been talking about the last couple of weeks about how you can produce in the unfruitful areas of your life. And I want to finish talking about this. I hope, did anybody bring their notebooks with them? Do you have your notebooks with you? Because what we're going to do is, even if you don't have it, I'm going to pray over the things that God has been speaking to you in the last couple weeks. Because usually in December is when people start to get a vision about what it is they want God to do for their lives in the next couple of weeks. What do you see God doing through you in 2016? You know, when I talk to people, they say, Pastor, I have believing God for this in my business and believing God this in my personal life. And this is the year I want to get married. This is the year that I want this. This year." And then I say, oh, how many people are you believing to win into the kingdom? How many souls are you believing God for in 2016? How many people you believe in to pray for and lay hands on in 2016? Because I do know this, that when God breathes into you what he wants in your life, in the areas that he wants you to be fruitful, it won't just include yourself. It will include his heartbeat, and that is for the world that's lost out there. Can someone say amen? Amen you say well I also just don't want souls I want God to open up in my life a spiritual gift I don't want to just be spiritually dormant in areas of healing I want gifts of healing to break out in my life I want to have new tongues in my life I want the ability to prophesy greater in my life I want the ability to go out there I want to see the spiritual level of my home come up a notch I want to see the fire of God in my preaching come up a notch I want to see the prophetic release in my Praying, I come up a notch. Can I get an amen? Somebody, I want to see that when I start talking about Jesus, someplace or wherever it may be, there'll be a conviction about the way I talk. I want that to come up a notch, amen. I get afraid that when I talk, people are going to say that men don't spend no time with God. When I get in the pulpit, I want it to be very evident that you have a pastor that spends time with God. When you get into your job, you want it to be evident that your co-workers say the co-worker next to them in their cubicle, he spends time with God. How is it they know things about me? How is it that pastor, that person that comes into my work every day, they know things about me. When they pray for me, power is released because you are walking in fruitfulness. Amen, somebody. I get tired of seeing Christians not fruitful having won a soul for Jesus when they pray there's no power behind it God wants you to be a Christian that's bold everywhere you go you start bringing fruit to the kingdom when you walk places it's suddenly you're like a magnet unsaved people just start telling you about their lives and sin start telling you about how miserable they are you start going places and you just can't keep people that aren't delivered away from you because you are a walking magnet for the kingdom bringing forth fruit unto God's kingdom can I get an amen Valeu. I'm tired of seeing churches that are not fruitful. I said to my leadership this week, "Listen, we have to start praying more. We have to start fasting more. We have to start believing God more. Because the moment that we become satisfied, in the moment that we become satisfied with what we're doing with God, is the moment that we become average. In the moment we become another church, God doesn't want you to be an average Christian in 2016. God doesn't want you to have an average business or be an average employer. God wants you to walk in power. Can I get an amen? Somebody, someone say." Well, Walk in power. Come on, say Jesus. Release your spirit. Release your fruitfulness. Over my life. (laughs) my desire for the church I'm preaching by the Holy Ghost this morning I hope you don't mind if I don't get to my notes I've got to do what the Holy Ghost tells me to do amen somebody if it offends you, if it bothers you this is a Holy Spirit filled church Pastor Wadi praise God we're going to do things by the Holy Ghost in 2016 if it offends you, you know what that means it means you need to get on your knees and start praying and ask God to get you out of that complacency and to wake up your dead, dry religion come on someone say amen I want people to come in this church and they say well Brother Paul or you're too on fire for God. You know what that means? If you get offended, it means that you haven't been in prayer because I've been in prayer. I've been fasting. I've been believing God. Come on, someone say amen. amen. Every time you go forth in God to do something for the kingdom of God, the enemy is going to try to stop you. He's going to try to send the enemy. Am I right, Pastor Wadi? How many times you start winning a soul for Jesus? The enemy tries to put sickness on you. How many times you start to do something for the kingdom? The enemy tries to put the uh, flu on you. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. you can't let that stop you yes. 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 you understand this the Bible says Hebrews chapter 6 in verse 18 how many receive a word from God in the last couple of weeks can I see a show of hands that God spoke to you about something in your life my God I feel the anointing so strong right now you write it down in your notebook It's very important that you are listening to God. You cannot in the next couple years, as Jesus prepares his return, afford not to be in prayer. Afford to miss a day where you don't listen to God. Because a person that does not hear God will live their lives in terror and in fear. And so it's very important that you know what God has told your life specifically. Now since you see all the terrorism going on, I pray over my travel. There's a trip that was offered me in January to go preach somewhere and I have not even followed up on it because I don't feel it's the time to do it. I don't feel led to do it. I say, Pastor, maybe not this month. Because I'm listening to God. I cannot afford not to hear him. And when God speaks, I write it down. Because in a day and age where people are living in terror, you're going to be successful by following the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen, the words God speaks to you about your year are your stepping stones to stand on. They are what you're going to place your feet upon in the coming year. And if God does not speak to you, you have nothing to put your feet on and you do not have a solid foundation. Yes, but pastor, I have the whole Bible. No, 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 I'm not talking about the Bible. But that's the word of God. Yes, it is the word of God. And we're thankful for the word of God. But I'm talking about a rhema specific word for your life. Just because we have the whole Bible doesn't mean that God stops speaking. He speaks to you and he speaks to me every single day. And if you don't have the word of God to stand on, you'll try to stand on somebody else's word and it won't work for you, although it's working for them. And you're not going to have many stepping stones unless it's God's word. And he doesn't speak tons of things. God may tell you one or two things for the whole year, and those are the things for you to stand on. And when everybody is scared about terrorism and scared about who's going to win in the next election and scared about what they're going to do with taxes and scared about what's going on in the church and scared about this, you will have a sure footing because the bible says that god when he speaks a word is not a man that he should lie can i get amen somebody hebrews 6 18 so god has given both his promise and his oath these two things are unchangeable somebody say unchangeable Oh, chabrisanita! When God speaks, when God speaks something to you by His Spirit, I can tell you something. If it doesn't come to pass, it's not because He changed His mind. It's because you backed off the promise. I say it one more time. I'm, oh, I hope you're catching this today, Jesus. When God speaks something to you by His Spirit and it doesn't come to pass, is not because He changed His mind. It's because you backed off the promise. You backed off the promise. But the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. God speaks to your word. It is a sure footing. The Bible says that because God is not a man and it's impossible for him to lie. That simply means that his word becomes unmovable. And the Bible says God's word in your life becomes an anchor. Someone say an anchor. The nineteenth verse says, "This hope is strong and trustworthy, an anchor for our souls. It leads us to the curtain of God's inner sanctuary." That means that when you're in your life, listen, two thousand sixteen. Jesus says, "In this world you'll have trouble, brother Leroy, but take heart because I've overcome the world." You know, you know, you know. What happens is watch service night, January first. People are praising in the new year. They're happy. They're shouting. The glitter comes down. The confetti comes down. They blow the little thing that. They take the pots and pans out They put the hats on I'm a resolution oh, And then you go to January 2nd to the gym And you're feeling good about yourself Then January 3rd comes along You get a phone call And all of a sudden all the Nothing You're shaking You don't even remember us the new year Listen Your life needs more than resolution. Your life needs word from God. Your life needs more than willpower. Your life needs determination and drive, and initiative that's only put in you from the Holy Ghost the minute you get a word from God. Your word doesn't produce enough initiative. The Spirit of God produces the initiative that you need to stand and stand and having done all to stand, to stand. Amen. And here's the thing about it, when God gives to you a word from his spirit, the thing about God, Pastor Wadi, that's so amazing about God, is that when God gives to you a word, it is an impossible word. How many ever get a word from God and you say, no, what, what is this word from God about? This can't be from God. This can never come to pass. But you have something in your spirit that testifies this is the truth. Hello, somebody. Am I preaching to you this morning? The reason why God, write this down if you're taking notes, the reason why God gives to you impossible words is so you have to depend on him for it to come to pass. I say one more time, the reason God gives to you words that seem impossible is so that you have to depend upon him for that word to come to pass. That means that when that word comes to pass, you cannot take any of the glory. And now, now, now watch this. God gives to you words that require you to be dependent upon him. Why does God want me to be dependent upon him? Because God likes it when you're dependent upon him. I heard this one pastor tell a story. I thought this was wonderful. You know, he was telling this story, and he had gotten a blessing from the Lord. And someone said to him, Pastor, where did you get that blessing? And he says, well, I got it using my faith. Amen, Amen, right? Amen. But the pastor said that when I said that, something inside of me didn't sit right. It didn't feel good. It felt like I had sinned so I went to the Spirit of God it sounds right he said I went to the Spirit of God after that I said Holy Spirit how come when I said that this earlier this day it didn't feel right and the Holy Spirit said and where did you get that faith from and the man says oh Jesus he, he was thinking he could get by on just his own faith not realizing God is the source Amen, somebody. You need to be in faith, but you need to realize that when God speaks to you about what it is, you this year are going to have to stay dependent upon him. Oh, Barista, now, you look at that notebook. You bring that notebook, you and your family before God, you and your household before God. Every word that has been written to you, bring it up to the altar before God. Put it down and say to your husband and say to your wife, this is a sacrifice that is requiring us. This word that God has given to us about our family about our future about our here this is what is going to keep us dependent upon god the moment we start thinking it's ourselves amen the moment we start thinking we're spiritually mature enough for it is the moment we fail to see the promise come to pass but for those that stay dependent upon God, for those that wake up in the morning and offer to God sacrifice, they pray in tongues, they pray in the Spirit, they worship God, they go to bed at night, they're in the Word of God, they're praying, they're fasting, they're praying, they're fasting, they're praying, they're fasting, they're fasting, they're, fasting, they're praying, they're coming to church, they're giving, they're tithing, they're keeping that Word before God. Do you know what the Bible says they're doing? They are stationing themselves before the Lord. Put that notebook before God, put it right down and say, this is the word of God for my family, this is the foundation, this is the stepping stone that our family is going to build our lives upon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here today? Yes. Are you mad I'm preaching strong today? i tell you as the anointing continues to increase in this church, it's not going to be rah-rah speeches. It's going to be what the Holy Ghost says. I miss the days at church when the pastor was so anointed. You know, we don't want to offend people. So we try to be ambiguous with our statements and try and have a chat with people. We're just here to have a chat with you today. I'm just like you. I'm just struggling like you. No, 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 no. When the Holy Ghost starts talking, it commands the attention of the people there's boldness and there's power we're not here to have a chat We're pastors praying before god all week asking god what to say and when the people respond there's power there's fruit i want to see the word of god in your life come to pass i want to see the power of god in your life come to pass i want to see you walk in here and say pastor i was believing god and i thought by december i'd have it but it's only february and god placed it in my hands and i need something else to believe for you're going to see next week, we're launching our 500 souls. I want 500 souls, but I told the Lord, that's not enough. Because I believe by March, by April, by June, we'll be at 500 and it'll be 1,000 souls. And the moment we hit 500, we're going to 1,000 souls. Amen. Some people say that lighted today, church, that little army you have over there on 9 and 10 Mile, on Drake Road. You guys are doing so much for the kingdom. We're going to continue to do more. This little Gideon's army that we have, I'm speaking by the Spirit, it's going to become a mighty army. Amen. Because every person in this army is going to. To know what God has said. They're going to believe what God has said. Every person in this little army, you're going to walk with the spirit of Daniel upon you, a spirit of excellence. Stick with me. Stick with this church, and I promise you, you'll be walking like a soldier. You won't be coming in the church dragging coffee and eating donuts and cream pies or whatever you have. You come in a church full of the spirit of God, ready to pray, ready to lay hands on people. Hello, somebody. Are you here? Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, you can't have me and Pastor Waddy in the same church together for long and not get filled with the Spirit. How many miss the Holy Ghost? I get here at 6 in the morning and I tell the Spirit of God, You are the honored guest. You're welcome Holy Spirit. And then when I get the spirit of God and get close to him, you know, I, can I just preach by the Holy Ghost this morning? Can I just preach by God? You know what you're going to see yourself walking in when you get a word from God and you start getting close to the Holy Spirit, a spirit of excellence, spirit of excellence. That means you do everything with Excellence. When you go tell someone about Jesus, you don't show up with ketchup on your tie. When you go tell somebody about Jesus, they look at you and say, this guy must be real because the way his car looks, doesn't look like a bomb went off in it. You start walking with excellence. I thank God for my ministry team because they're excellent people. We're here at 815. They're all your sharp-brained. Hallelujah. You don't just, well, you know, okay, you're Muslim, okay. Well, I'm Christian. Maybe we we'll just see each other in heaven one day. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No! You say, I tell you, you, need Jesus. Yeah. You get in the corner him like Pastor Wadi himself would. Start preaching to him. When you have a word from God, you can tell someone that's believing God and has a word. I tell you why. You see it in their eyes. You can see someone that has that fire inside of them that's been before God. There's someone that's serious about the call of God. There's some. Uh, listen, I'm going into 2016 with what God has promised me, and I'm not just mm, 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 just walking. You ever see someone just moseying down the street? Mm-hmm. Mm. Usually, i uh, a well, kid coming off the bus stop. Just playing around, doesn't really kind of waddling home. That's how people without a word are going to go into 2016. Just waddling off the bus. But not you. You have a word from God. You're going to become like one of those mall power walkers going in 2016. <laughs> you ever seen him at the mall? I saw one there at 9.30 the other night. Just walking through the mall. Christmas traffic like this. Just walking like this. Just how I'm going in 2016. Amen? Amen. I'm not going in 2016. I'm going like this. I got a word from God. I got a word for the ministry. I got a word for the church. I got a word for the ministry. I got a word for the church. How you doing? Where you going? I'm going to where God told me I'm going. He gave me a word from the ministry. He gave me a word from the church. I don't have time to kick stones. I don't have time to play with my friends. I don't have time. I'm going. Come on. I'm going in 2016 like a mall power walker. Amen? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't you say, you know, whatever God wills, brother. I know what God told me. Promise me. Give me a word for it. Hallelujah. And when you do that, you're excellent about it. Write this down if you're taking notes quickly. Are you here this morning? Yes. Haro Sunday. They say, man, that Christian, he's walking like a ma power. He must be from light of today. She must be from light of today. They're walking with the anointing. Walking with the Spirit. Hallelujah. This is what it says. Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse number 1. Here's Habakkuk. He's mad and he's upset. Habakkuk is a prophet from God. And one thing I love about the prophets, you know, the prophets were bold enough to argue with the Almighty. You read prophetic literature and you'll find out there weren't always nice conversations they having with God. I say this all the time. Every now and then, you and God need to have a blow-up conversation. Amen. Sometimes you just got to let it out before God Say, God, I don't understand you. But if you have a good relationship with God, he'll just laugh and say, there, there, there now. Okay, get it all out. Amen. How many ever had a blow up conversation with God? Raise your hand. All right. You're welcome to have that. God just smiles and says, well, you know, it's father, son, father, daughter time. And Habakkuk's having one of these conversations. He's mad at God because he sees the, Babylon, the Babylonian Empire just smashing the Israelites. God is using them as judgment. And he's praying and saying, God, why don't you help Israel? And God tells Habakkuk, because I'm using them as a chastening rod to show you what happens when you dwell in iniquity. And Habakkuk's upset. How many you been mad at God because a word that you have from God has not come to pass yet in your life? Habakkuk knew the promises. He knew what God had said about nation Israel, that one day he would conceive a child and bring forth Emmanuel, God, with us. He knew that the kingdom would come, but he's not seeing none of this in his life. All he's seeing is destruction. And he's wondering, God, when are you going to vindicate Israel? When is enough going to be enough? And then Habakkuk has this epiphany from God. And he says, I'll stand guard my post. I'll station myself on the rampart. I'll keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. You know what he's saying? When God gives me a word or a prophetic utterance or something he has said to me by his spirit, when I don't see it come to pass, you know what you do? You stand your post before God. You know what you have to understand? 2016, right from the get-go, things may be terrible for you. You may have problems. You go, you know, listen, the ball in the years that falls, listen, I don't know about you, they don't change lives. That ball phone is not doing nothing for Nobody. You're going to sing, me all the way in me. You're going to give your honey a kiss on the cheek, a kiss on the lips or whatever. You're going to have some St. Julian sparkling non-alcoholic grape juice. Some Welchers. Some of you are going to drink a juice box. Some of, you already be, some of you won't even see. You'll be in sleep by 9 o'clock. Amen. And guess what? After all that's said and done, you're going to look in your life going to be the same. You better have a word from God. Amen, Pastor Wadi. Amen. Hallelujah. And then you might go the next day, life is bad for you. But you have this word. But life is bad. But you have this word. But life is bad. But you have this word. Excellence gets before God and stations itself and says, I'm not leaving. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. I'm staying here. I used to play paintball. And you know, when you're playing paintball, it's serious business. And and I wasn't very good at it. And I was a younger guy playing it. And they would tell me, "Chris, stand here, and this is your station. Don't move." Well, what happens if people come? Just stay here. Don't move, because if you move, you're going to throw off our movement ahead. You must stay here. Stay right here. And I remember I would be standing there, and everyone would just disperse around me. And then sooner or later, I see three or four guys coming this way with paintball guns, and I want to run and oh my god, they're going to shoot me! But you have to stay you have to stay even when it gets difficult even when you see the enemy circling round about you even when the doctor says no, 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 no A-a-a- contrary to your word it's not going to come to pass stay on what God has said for you stay on it even when they start you see the enemy sneaking round about you you see Lucifer you see Satan you see those demons of doubt those demons of fear listen, I can tell you this your faith is blood in the water and the moment you start having faith, those satanic sharks, those demon spirits will come around you. Amen, Pastor Wadi. And they'll come around you and they'll try to intimidate you. And only people that have the Holy Ghost and the full filling of Him will be able to stay their post and say, Come on, come on, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got, devil. Come on, let's see. I'm standing right here, staying my ground. I'm not going to be moved because I know that this word is an anchor. You cannot shift me. You cannot move me to the right. You cannot move me. Move me to the left. I'm staying right here, and there's nothing you can do. Yes. Hey, Amen. And this is what Jose, excuse me, Habakkuk said. That when you get a word from God, it's important that you write it down. So that the person that has the word may be able to run with the vision. It's interesting what he says. Stay, and then run. Station yourself before God, then run with the vision. Station yourself before God, but then run with the vision. Station yourself before God, then run with the vision. It's like in boxing. You hear it? It's called the stick and move. You understand what I'm talking about? You're fighting this enemy. You got a word from God. You got all the strength you need. And then the enemy comes. You stick. You get the blow, and then you move on him. Hello, someone. That's how you got to fight for the word God's given you. God gave you a word. You got the strength. You got God need. You write it down. You stick, and you move. You stick, you advance, you advance. Amen, somebody? Because when God says go, you better be ready to go. And when God says stay, you would be ready to stay. You know there's days as Christians where you're defending what God said to you. And then there's days where you're advancing what God said to you. That's how you operate the Word of God. You know, as Christians, we hear a lot about getting a Word from God, but we hear very little about working that Word on our behalf. You have a word from God. Amen. Can you give me some? You have a word for God this week. How many have a word? Let me see. Show of hands again. You got your word from God. Let me see him high. Come on. Raise him high. Raise them high so I know who hasn't been praying. I'm just teasing. You have that word, right? You got it. Amen. You know what he said for you. You know what he said for you. You wrote it down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rasa you know that word is a stepping stone you're staying on that word you're staying on that word you're advancing on that word so how you bring the word of God to pass for your life you got to protect it with everything that's inside of you Someone say, the word of God that God has given me, I will protect it. Say, the word of God, I will run with it. The Bible says here, in Romans chapter 4, 18, if you have a Bible, turn there quickly while we close. God say, 500 souls. He means 500 souls. He don't mean 487. We'll take 487. But we're going to keep going for 13 more. 500 means 500. Amen. Amen. If God says better job, he means better job. If God says this is a year where you have a child born, he means child born. If God says this is a year where you're going to have health in your body, he means health in your body. Romans 4.18. Even when there was no reason for hope. Abram kept hoping. Someone say, there was no reason. Someone say, kept hoping. kept hoping. Kept hoping, believing he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. But Abraham never wavered believing in god's promise in fact his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to god fully convinced that god is able to do whatever he promises the word of god says that abraham never staggered staggered is a greek word that simply means to separate and to make a distinction It means to inwardly be divided and to assess and to contend. You know, when people get a word from God, when the enemy and those demon spirits of doubt start circling your mind, it becomes easy for you to start assessing it. First, you begin to separate the word of God from the giver of the word. The first thing Satan will come to you and say is that's not God that told you that God didn't say that. That's not God. That's your, That's not God. That's not God. And what is the enemy doing? He's getting you to contend against that word by trying to separate the word of God from the giver of the word. Hello, somebody. You have to protect what God has spoken. Protect that notebook. Protect it this week. Protect it this month. Protect, take that notebook between your family and say, we are not staggering at this. We're not staggering. And when the enemy says, well, you know what you wrote down, you were just having a moment where you're excited. And that was you that wrote that down. Tell the enemy to go. The next thing that happens if you believe that is you then become divided about what you believe. See, you start off 2016 with power. Then the enemy comes in and says, that wasn't God. And then you know what happens? Now you're a two-man show. One says yes, one says no. One day you believe in God, and next minute you want to die. One day you believe and you can conquer, the next minute you want to dig yourself a hole and go in it. You're having days of the good and days of the bad and days of the bad and and days of the good and days of the good and days of the bad. No, no, no. Settle it today. Settle it today. Hello, somebody. Say, today I settle that what God said is from God. God will bring it To pass. Pass. Say, God God. will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. I understand this: that the life of a Christian, when you signed up, you signed up to be a believer in the impossible. I believe in the impossible. Listen to what I believe. It takes a renewed mind to be a Christian. How else are you going to believe that one day a dead body is going to be raised up into glory? Have you ever seen to a funeral and seen a casket? Corpse in there? Lifeless? Nothing there? You got to believe in the impossible to believe that there's a power that one day is going to speak and call that thing back up into life. You've got to be a believer in the impossible to believe that Jesus rose again from the dead. You have to believe in the impossible to believe that Jesus was born of a virgin birth. You have to believe in the impossible to be and believe and even to get you where you're at today out of sin. And when you come to Jesus, does not mean you stop believing in the impossible. God's word for your life is no harder to bring the past than it was to raise Jesus from the dead. It's no harder to cause your lifeless body to be raised to immortality to, to bring this word to pass in your life you just have to know how to defend it how to stay and how to move on it amen somebody i said amen somebody let's stand to our feet let's stand to our feet stick on that word stick on that word the Bible says when you station yourself before the Lord, when you write down what God tells you to write down, come on, let's pray in the spirit. I'm holding on to the promise. I said I'm holding on to the promise. Come on, let's worship. Father, we're holding on to your promise this morning. If you have a promise for 2016, if you're with your spouse, join their hands right now. Take the spouse next to your hand come on let's consecrate this is our last Sunday of 2016 we're going to consecrate come on I want you to consecrate and pray in the Holy Ghost we're going to consecrate the promise of God if you're believing for an unsaved loved one you're believing for a child that's in rebellion you're believing this year to have a child you now have been born a child yet if you believe in God so to open up your womb, the word of God says that he will cause you to be fruitful he will cause you to be fruitful just do not give up on the word of God you believe in God for promotion you been standing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I rebuke and I bind up every demon spirit every devil of yeah. doubt every devil of fear every devil of intimidation every devil of sickness every devil right now that has closed the wombs Lord Right now, in the name of Jesus, I break your power in the authority of God. I command right now the promise of God to be loosed upon every person. Let the presence of God be loosed upon every person. That your power be released, Lord God. That that which has delayed will not be delayed anymore. I declare in the name of Jesus that 2016 will be a mighty year of deliverance, God. It will be a mighty year of healing. It will be a mighty year, Father God, of prosperity. It'll be a year of souls coming into the kingdom, Lord God. It'll be a year, Lord, where you raid the kingdom of darkness and bring out those that are captive and kidnapped by Satan in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you have the victory. I declare these altars full of testimonies, God. This altar, this altar at light of today church will be full of testimonies every week, Father, of people that have been touched, people that have been blessed, people that have received promises. This will be a time where promises come to pass. Hallelujah. O sibian doprai cuta. a sicore andabossa. E ambo ambo amasia. Waria um bacia la For He's God of the promise. O reandasi alla mandosca. He's the God of the promise. The God of the promise. Say, he's the God of the promise. Now listen, this, this year, in light of today, I'll share more next week. Don't miss next week. Please do not miss next week. I want you to be here. We're going to go. We're power walking into the new year. Amen. We, I mean, we are going. Don't let anything keep you. We are setting our faith that we are storming the gates of hell. not a carnal church I'm so insistent this will not be a carnal church I want to see in 2016 every Sunday Amen. altar filled with testimonies we making time for testimonies every single Sunday every Sunday there'll be a fresh testimony not what God did back in 1994 you can share that after service with us I'm talking about well not you know my, I'm talking about what God did last couple days Every Sunday, you're welcome to share about how God brought healing, deliverance to your family, to you, how he brought a miracle. We're a family at this church. We make time for testimonies. And as we grow, we always have testimonies. And I expect to hear them from every single one of you, everyone. Look at me and say, look at yourself and say, I am going to have a testimony for the light of today. Say, I am going to have a supernatural witness. I have God's power working in me. Amen? Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, you have heard the confession of your people. Right now, you will bring it to pass. Right now, Jesus, see the humility, the faith of your people. And you bring it to pass, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. It's the year of the impossible. We honor you. We glorify you in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it, someone say amen. Amen. Before you go, remember, we have no service Thursday. We'll see you next Sunday. Don't eat too much. Come ready to be spiritual on Sunday. Now that you've heard the light of today, connect with us. Go to our website, lightoftoday.org. Write us at P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. Or tweet Chris Palmer at twitter.com forward slash Chris Palmer. Our podcasts are free and updated regularly, so make sure to share them with a friend and tune in again to The Light of Today with Chris Palmer.